Welcome to the Social Fishing Podcast. My name is Reese Creed. I'm a passionate angler and I want to share as much as I can about the sport we all love. On this podcast, we speak to incredible anglers, sharing a wealth of priceless knowledge, all to help you reach your fishing dreams. Thanks for joining us today. Now let's begin. Welcome, welcome guys back to another episode. It's episode 38 of the Social Fishing Podcast. Once again, we're sitting down and interviewing another incredible angler who just really loves fishing. I was lucky enough to sit down with Victoria Cameron, who has just a down-to-earth passion for fishing. All she cares about is going out, loving the outdoors, experiencing the things that she sees and trekking up rivers and just enjoying the whole aspect of fishing. She really enjoys it and it was a down-to-earth chat and we just talked about her experiences. That There was nothing special or anything fancy about it. It was, it was just her being down-to-earth, talking about how she loves fishing, why she loves it, what she does and this is more of an episode about her and it gives you a little bit of an inspiration especially if you're a young person getting out there just getting into it or even if you've you know you're a bit older and you're just learning how to fish it gives you this bit of experience of just getting into it and if it's this new passion you've come across that you can achieve really big goals victoria has achieved some incredible goals some personal goals uh, ticking off different fish off her bucket list and really honing in her skills chasing murray cod it was a really exciting episode and i really did enjoy it and even though it was just down to earth, it was a very special episode. Um, so one of the few of the things that we did talk about, first of all, we talked about Victoria's passion for fishing and how it all started. It only started recently. So she didn't grow up fishing, but she'd come across it in the last few years. And we go over how all that happened. Then we also talked about uh, her Instagram following, her social media page and the growth of that. Uh, some of the places that fishing has taken Victoria, in, including Northern Australia, chasing barramundi uh, and a few other really cool things. We talk about Victoria's favorite style of fishing, which is in her, her hometown uh, on the Murrumbidgee River in the ACT, around Canberra, and how she explores that river and the style of fishing that she does there. She also talks about a few tips and the way that she approaches the Murrumbidgee River through that area. Now, the tips she shares is more about fishing a rocky, gorgy waterway, so how she approaches the water, where she puts her casts, some of her favorite lures, and the setups that she uses. Uh, we talk about her first meter cod experience, also her second meter cod experience, and a couple of her uh, other most memorable trips and experiences. It was a really good episode. I really enjoyed it. And when we f- to finish off this episode, we also talk about her plans for the future. So I loved having her on. Uh, she says shared some really cool things and some really good things about uh, just being down to earth, enjoying what you do and having a passion and exploring it how you want to explore it. It's got some really good key lessons in this episode. So for everyone listening, I really do hope you enjoyed. I want to thank Victoria for sitting down and doing this chat. I really did appreciate it, so I know you guys will enjoy it as well. So without further ado, let's jump into the episode and talk with the one, the only, Victoria Cameron. Good everyone and welcome back to another episode. I'm always excited when we sit down and record these. Now I have a very special angler once again and I am joined by Victoria Cameron. Victoria, thanks so much for sitting down and having a chat with me tonight. No worries, it's good to be here. And what I want to do, first of all, is I want to ask you straight out of the gate, what what draws you so much to fishing? Because just based on seeing your social media, uh, your Instagram profile, you obviously really love it. What can you, can you pinpoint one thing that draws you to fishing? 
Yeah, 100%. Like, for me, it's, um, it's the outdoors. <laughs> like, I've always been a huge fan of, um, you know, spending time out in the bush and stuff like that. So when I sort of, you know, found the fishing in my life, like, that kind of gave me that connection to the outdoors. And, yeah, that's, yeah, really my main thing about it. So if you went fishing for the day and didn't catch anything, you'd be quite happy that it was a day well spent and you didn't oh, waste yeah. a day? Yeah, 100%. That's cod fishing anyway. You don't hardly catch anything. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I definitely enjoy all the days fish or no fish, so... Yeah, yeah. So when you grew up, when you were younger, you obviously, you just said you, you love the outdoors. You've always loved the outdoors, but you only got into fishing recently, yes? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So yeah. how long how long you been fishing for? Uh, I've been fishing for, for about three years now, like a bit more seriously the last two, but yeah, just a few years for me fishing. Yeah. And then outdoors wise, what did you do growing up as a kid? Tell me about your background, what you enjoyed um before you found fishing yeah so outdoors I, I i mean i used to really like like bushwalking and hiking and camping um, and i've always loved camping so they were pretty much the three things that i love spending time outdoors doing and yeah so and then you know i kind of got fishing into my life and i found how much time i was spending outdoors so that's kind of how i really fell in love with that yeah right well i guess if you got camping and you've got bushwalking it wasn't it wasn't going to be long until you found fishing i'm guessing because yeah. they yeah. all go hand in hand what um can can you remember can you remember at what like your first experience with fishing when it really clicked like i'm sure you fished as a kid or it happened here and there but can you remember the moment that you're like hey that was quite fun like do you remember the trip can you do you remember a specific point in time where you're like actually this is quite good let's i want to go again yeah, so, like, I, I mean, I did the odd fishing when I was a kid growing up, you know, down the coast with Dad, that sort of stuff. But um, I sort of started to go, like, Murray Cod was pretty much the first species I kind of got in and started chasing straight away. And um, I think it was honestly the first time I caught my first Murray Cod. That kind of, you know, like, it took me probably got about, like, five months of not going all the time but sort of, like, chasing them and not having caught one. And then when I kind of finally caught it, I thought, wow, like, you get that whole feeling of accomplishment that you worked really hard for something. And, yeah, so it's sort of that moment when I got my first one, it sort of sparked this kind of love for the fishing. And then, you know, I kind of got on and caught a couple more and then that sort of sparked a real, you know, love for the, like, the species Murray Cod. And, yeah, so that's sort of, like, where my journey began with fishing. Yeah, right. And then that, that five-month journey was only like three years ago, you were saying, when you really sort of set out to catch that first one? Yeah, yeah. So it was probably about three years ago. I think it was like end of like 2016. I sort of started fishing and I think I got my first Murray Cod. It was actually at Copeton Dam. Um, and I got it, I think it was like June, July 2017. So that was sort of when I first caught one. And then I started fishing it a bit more seriously that summer, like coming into the new season. So yeah, yeah, yeah only a couple of years now. Yeah, right. That's a um, that's a decent like distance to travel to get your first one. And if you got it out of Cope, I'm guessing it was a good fish, was it? Yeah, it was. I think it was 84, but it was you know what damn fish it looked like. It was nice and chunky. So yeah, yeah. So I was pretty stoked for that to be my first one. That's a good start. So <laughs> if you spent five months right trying to catch your first cod, but you were obviously keen enough to try and catch it for five months of catching nothing. Was there? Did you catch other fish first and go? Okay, I want to have a crack at cod like what kept you get what, what i want to know is if you've never caught one and i'm guessing you fished like once a month twice a month maybe what kept you going back for those five months until you did catch one <laughs> like did you just see photos of everyone and be inspired or was it because people around you caught them yeah i mean it was definitely like well, the people i was fishing with at the time like you know they'd obviously caught them and um but sort of in between that journey of starting i um 
I, I did go out other fishing. Like I went and caught, you know, things like carp and I got my first, I think my first fish on a lure was a bass. It was off the surface. That was down at Brogo Dam, I think. Um, yep. So I mixed it up and did a few other things like salmon down the coast. And so I'd sort of had this opportunity to experience fishing away from the Murray Cod journey. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was really cool. So I sort of started to like it. And then, you know, when you start catching fish, you get excited that you're doing it. And, you know, so it was a little bit of a journey for five months with other species. And then when I sort of hit that Murray Cod, that's kind of when like that real obsession with fishing started to grow a bit. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. What what draws you to cod over the other species? Because, like, I'm a, I'm a dedicated cod angler. Like, they're my number one. And then there's other people I interview who just have a passion for trout. Like, that's their fish. And then there's yeah. other people who, you know, their fish is bass. Like, you, you caught these other fish, but why cod? Is it is something about cod or is it because it's, like, right on your doorstep? No, there, there's something about the cod. Like, I couldn't, I couldn't leave and live somewhere else and not have them around me. <laughs> but I don't know, cod, like, there's such a, to me, like, my kind of style of fishing, I'm like a very adventure kind of fishing. Like, I love getting a backpack, carrying a couple of rods, you know, trekking ridiculous amounts of time and ridiculous weather just to go chase it. So, for me, I think them in particular, they're a gorgeous fish and I love the style of fishing for them, but they're, they're, it's a whole adventure, like, you know, for me, like I love the whole journey and chasing them and the hard work that, you know, and the persistence that you put in, how patient you need to be. And, you know, to me, they're just such a, they're a tough fish to chase. And I don't know, I just, I just, I'm so addicted to them. Yeah. 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 You don't have, you don't have to explain anymore because I know what you yeah. mean. I totally agree. But I guess that, that passion comes from your whole bushwalking, camping thing. So, yeah. like, that kind of you get that inside the the thrill of chasing a cod you get you basically do a full bush work a walk in a day anyway like when you're chasing oh, yeah, them sure. so yeah. makes total sense so yeah so you so you started fishing flat out say let's what are we 2017 yeah. and did you did you find that you learned more because I want to ask you about the learning and how you learned about it did yeah. you find you learned more from people you knew that took you fishing um what was the whole process then was it Obviously, you put in a heap of effort and there was trial and error yourself, but yeah. how, how did you learn and get to where you are now? Because obviously, now you have a, a way better understanding of the fish than you did three years ago. Yeah, for sure. Like, well, for me, like at the start, I was fishing with one person. So, you know, everything I sort of learned at the time, I learned through that person. And so, you know, like I feel like that was like everything that I kind of heard and, and learned was you know, I thought I knew kind of everything about cod fishing. I was like, this is great. Like, you know, and then I sort of started to like fish with other people and get some advice off them. And then, you know, the more fish that I sort of caught and, you know, I started solo fishing and then I just, I don't know, I feel like I kind of started cod fishing thinking I knew so much about it. And then it kind of is like now, you know, you know, a couple of years down the journey where I kind of feel like I don't know anything about it. And every day is kind of like a little learning thing. So yeah, I guess like, yeah, I sort of, I'm still learning so much about them at the moment. Like, I'm, you know, only a few years chasing them. So yeah. Oh, that's a, that's that's a great answer, and I'm like sitting here nodding the whole time you were saying that because <laughs> I would have to agree. When I was 17, 18, yeah, because I fished one waterway, one big waterway, or a couple, it's like, yeah, we know how to catch these fish. Like we go out for a day yeah. and we might get eight cod, cast and spinnerbaits at a bank. We know everything. Whereas now I put this podcast together and I feel like I don't know. Like I'm not saying <laughs> I don't know anything, but yeah. talking to so many people who fish so many different waterways and do so many different things, it's just crazy the things you don't know like that the fact that five years ago we thought cod only lived on a log whereas now when we chase them the dams we're yeah. talking about them chasing bait like it's it's like it's it changes so much so you're so yeah. true about it yeah it feels like you, you obviously know a lot more now but it feels yeah. like you don't because 
there's so much more coming in. So yeah. Oh, I, I totally agree. I feel like, yeah, if, I feel like when you keep an open mind about it, like I honestly pick things up all the time. Like I just feel like, if, you know, like I feel if you go in like with an idea that you don't know as much as you think you do, you'll always kind of pick up some new information. You know, you start to get better at it through that way. If you kind of go in with this sense that you know what they're doing all the time, like you just, you're never going to progress. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so yeah. do you, do you try different, like when you go out for a session, do you try a different technique to, to try something new or do you stick with the same way you've always caught them or do you go, Hey, I want to thrill. I want to get one on this technique. What, like, how do you like to fish? Yeah, so I generally, like, I'm at that stage in my fishing now where I sort of am wanting to try new things, like, you know, experimenting with different types of lures and, you know, coming into, like, the new seasons of fishing and how different they are, like, between, like, you know, like, your summer and your winter fishing. Um, I feel like I'm, I'm really learning with that winter stuff at the moment, so I'm kind of in that process where I want to start trying new things. Um, I generally do stick with, like, you know, like, the same lures that I feel work best at times, but, yeah, I'm sort of kind of just coming into that bit now where I'm a bit more open to do you know some new things and see how they go yeah do you feel like it's more of an achievement if you get a fish on a new lure or with a new technique oh uh, yeah i do like i feel like if there's a lot of thought behind it for me like if i'm kind of in that game thinking you know what they're doing differently because you know a lot of the time you can use the gear that you've been using for ages and sometimes it just doesn't work so to kind of to kind of mix it up and use something that you think would be better and achieving something from that then yeah i definitely get a huge kick out of that yeah, 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 yeah. That totally makes sense. Totally makes sense. So I want to ask you another question. Yeah. So you've you've been fishing. So what are you? You've been fishing for three years. Yep. Did you find it? And I'm sure that like it's totally was cool. But did did you find it being a female that you accepted as an angler and someone who enjoys fishing just as much as anyone else? And not only just in the industry, but also with people that you run into in everyday life. Like when you say, "Yeah, I'm going fishing," are they like? Why are you fishing, or do you, do you find that you like were totally accepted as female? Because because the reason I'm asking is because you know some females may feel you know scared to try it because it's very male dominated, and and if we've got female young females listening to this, it, it'd just be cool or good to hear your opinion, you know, on that. Yeah. So, um, honestly, like within the industry, like I I feel like I'm treated fairly the same as everyone else. Like I don't. You know, like I don't feel like being a like a, you know a woman in fishing. Like I don't feel it's any different to a guy in fishing. Like there's no difference between it whatsoever. Yeah. Um, it is. It is obviously like you know obviously that a lot of men do it as opposed to women, and so it is kind of something that you know like when you get out of the fishing industry, people are a bit weird about. It. They're like, oh, you like fishing? Like it's so weird. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. I feel like within the industry, like I've never really felt like I've been. Like, I don't know, I feel like I've been accepted and, you know, the way that you carry yourself and you hold yourself and, you know, that you get into your fishing hard and it's not a showy thing, you know, for I'm sure some people out there it is. Um, yeah, I don't know, I feel like I've gained enough respect within the community that I don't really feel that I ever be treated differently yeah. for it. So, yeah. yeah. So it's basically, it's basically the same, and I and I knew that would be your answer, but I just yeah. just wanted to ask for if for, if you know if there is young young girls out there listening, loving fishing, you know, it's something that you can totally do, and you know, you be treated just as everyone else, pretty much. Oh, for um, sure. I, I feel like it is like you know when yeah, yeah, like how I sort of see it is like you know I never grew up fishing, like I never sort of had that you know dad or that family life where you kind of grow up and you learn to love it. Like I sort of fell into it because. You know, I started dating this guy who um, he was really into his fishing and so we sort of did it a lot together and, you know, like that's kind of how I made my connection with how much I loved it through the outdoors and stuff. But I can totally understand how, you know, girls don't grow up the same way as guys do. You know, they 
you know, here the guys that I go fishing with, how they used to go down to their bikes, down to the lake, and they catch fish every afternoon. That's just not how I grew up. <laughs> like, girls yeah. don't kind of do that sort of thing. And, you know, so I can understand how it's not something that, you know, women can look at and know that they're going to enjoy. But my biggest thing with, you know, girls is I feel like if you like the outdoors, like, it's such a cool way to enjoy that. Yeah. Um, and I feel like not a lot of them know about that. They sort of see fishing as fishing and not fishing as like, you know, this huge adventure that I have with it. So, yeah, I don't know. Like I'm always up for encouraging girls to give it a go and try because I'm just so certain that they'd love it as much as I do. Yeah, nailed it. Nailed it. You said it so well. Uh, that was so good. Um, What I wanted to say next was just I want to talk a little bit about your social media, um, your Instagram page because you've built quite a, a really good Instagram page. You take some incredible pictures. Can you tell me how that all started? Because I'm guessing at the start it wasn't fishing content and it was probably just a personal page and then it evolved into fishing and now you're followed by quite a few basically industry people fishos just love your page love your content tell me a little bit about how that started and how that grew and why you love it so much yeah so i sort of um i mean yeah you're right i do <laughs> i obviously have this personal page i never even used my instagram before i sort of started fishing like i you know probably upload the random dog photo or whatever but um <laughs> yeah i don't know i sort of i kind of feel like when I fell into the social media, like, you know, being told to like post these pictures of fish, I was like, it's kind of cool. And then you start to like, for me, the whole growth of that account was the community of people that were on it. Like it's the main reason I love social media in that aspect is that, you know, like you, you, I've I talked to so many people, everyone I fish with today, I've met through social media, like Instagram and stuff. And I don't know, I feel like it's just like this community of people that can share. I love sharing, you know, achievements that I've made. I love seeing what everyone else is doing and, yeah, I don't know. It sort of just grew like over the years of, I don't know, posting pictures and sharing my kind of content and seeing what other people are doing and yeah. yeah. So if it's, like you're saying, it's, it's a pretty powerful tool if it's used in the right way. Like I'm interviewing you today because you have that Instagram page. Like yeah. I found you on Instagram and a lot of the people I talk to, you know, you find through social media. It's not like you just yeah. run into them on the bank somewhere. So it's pretty powerful if it's used correctly and, and I love what you're doing with the, the photos and things like that. So, just tell me, are you always with someone because you, the photos, your photos are really good and do, is there a spe- do you, what camera gear do you use to take photos because I'm pretty sure it's not an iPhone. Yeah. yeah, no, I hate how the iPhone always like captures your face and not the fish because there's nothing more I hate than like a, a blurred out fish <laughs> like, yes. when your face is looking good. But I, I, I kind of am a bit half and half. Like I solo fish a lot. Um, I'm not crazy massively about taking photos of every fish that I catch. Like yeah, I'm kind of at that stage now where it's not as exciting to catch little fish anymore. Like you're kind of after those bigger ones. So yep. generally when I'm by myself, I haven't had that moment where I've had to kind of like struggle with this big fish and try and set up my camera. I usually just do a little release film and let it go. Um, but, yeah, generally, like, I fish with – I've got a huge bunch of, like, local guys that I've made really good friends with now. So I'm generally usually with one or two of them if I'm not fishing by myself. And um, what have I got? I think I've got a Panasonic. I think it's the FZ1000. It's like a – I think it's like a like a compact kind of bigger camera. But, yeah, yeah. I take that um, – Pretty much every time I go out fishing, I have that um, in my bag. So most of my photos are taken on that. Um, yeah. 
and it does the trick. It does does a really nice good vader, which is I just wanted to ask you because I'm sure um, I'm sure there's other people out there wanting to get into it, and I just wanted to to see what gear you use, and also that if you're with someone because it is a lot easier, you know, taking photos with someone else. So yeah, big time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, big yeah, time. It's a bit so, of a struggle, like trying to like care for the fish and make sure he's doing all right, like getting yes. that way, trying to set up this camera, like it's a mission. And for me, I'm like, if I caught that fish that I really liked, I, I'd put in the effort and do it. Um, but yeah. most of the time, I sort of I'm, I'm all about enjoying the moments just as much. You know, like a photo is a great memory for you and. And like I said, like I love sharing it and that sort of stuff. But, you know, you've got to kind of remember it's not all about the social media and, you know, showing off what you get and sort of just enjoying the moments for yourself as well. So, yeah. Yeah, 100%. And that's something to remember. That's something that sometimes a lot of us sort of forget, don't you think? Like even myself because we create a lot of content and, you know, people want the videos and want the content and, and sometimes you have to sit back and go, hang on, we've got to look after this fish, you know, or you've got to enjoy the moment with the fish. So, even the people who create content for a living, you know, it, it's something to think about is, you know, you can't let it get too far that are beyond you that you don't enjoy the fish for what it is, not for the fact that it's going to get likes on Facebook. Don't you agree? Oh, 100%. That's, yeah, you really just got to kind of, I mean, social media can be exciting. I'm sort of at that stage now where I'm, I'm a little bit over the whole excitement of it, but I, I feel like, um, yeah, I think in the, in the moment, you just got to remember to sort of enjoy the moment for what it is, take care of the fish and don't think more about that sort of stuff and not take any picture. Like, I like, I love, one thing I love seeing on social media is people up these like hilarious photos that they've tried to take themselves and they're all blacked out and they're all blurry and you know it's just it's funny because you can imagine them in that moment just not worrying so much about the quality of the photo but just having that little memory for themselves so yeah yeah exactly it's, it's, a, it's a good thing for anyone listening to take away from it just make sure you still enjoy the fishy catching hope you're enjoying this episode with Victoria Cameron and I just want to take a quick break to talk to you about the Complete Guide Lure Fishing Series. Now, it's a tutorial series that we put together to help you guys catch more fish. If you're new to the lure fishing game, if you're just getting started and you want to expand your knowledge and get out there and have more success, this is something that may interest you. When I was younger, trying to find information was very difficult and after years of experience and also learning lots from other people, I thought why not put together an easy to understand format that will help people who are new to the game. Basically, it gives you everything step by step that you need for the species you want to target in the freshwater. The complete guide has eight different parts that uh, target different species in different situations and each part runs through everything you need to know about that style of fishing. So there's eight that include cod, trout, uh, they also include golden perch and even carp as well. For example, one of them is Murray Cod in dams, which is very fitting for this time of year. And what we do in that series is we run through everything you need to know about getting out there and lure fishing for cod in dams. There's six parts in this series. The first part is an introduction. It gives you an intro to our impoundments, to the cod, how they behave, how big they get, how the water temperature and the water levels, the water clarity, all those things affect them. Temperature, seasons, things like that. It's a really important thing to understand before you actually go out and chase the fish. Part two is about your gear selection, swim bait rods, trolling setups, line, leader, things like that. Part three is your lures. We go through all of the things you need to know about lure selection, all the different styles. Part four is casting. We run through the different casting techniques. We give demonstrations out on the water of how you cast to a bank properly, how you work your lure, retrieves, rocky banks and grassy banks and fishing structure. We go through all of those different things. And then we also have a trolling part 
which explains how to troll. And there's also plenty of action throughout all of these tutorials. And the last one is the bonus tutorial. Each series has a bonus tutorial and this one is all about rigging big soft plastics for Murray Cod. That's just one of the eight in the Complete Guide series. Like I said, if you're new to fishing, you obviously love learning, you're listening to these podcasts, go and have a look and you can check out more information on our website at socialfishing.com.au. There's plenty of information there about all of the series uh, and there's also video trailers that explain or give you a bit of a taster of what's inside. And if you're keen to look at the whole series, I recommend looking at the packs. You can get different packs where you can save heaps and you get all of the series in one go. So that's the complete guide lure fishing series and you can learn more about it at socialfishing.com.au. That's enough from me guys. Now let's jump back into the episode with Victoria. What I want to ask now is where, so that's a little bit about how fishing started for you, the fact that you're doing more fishing now. Now, where has where are some really cool places that fishing has taken you since you fell into this love and this passion? And, and I know you've done a couple of big trips. Can you, can you tell me about a couple of places it's taken you and tell us about the experience? Yeah, for sure. Like my, my pretty much my my favorite place I have gone was um was last November. Um I went up to Darwin and did barrow fishing. Um pretty much as soon as I sort of got into cod fishing, so many people would say to me, like, if you love cod, you're gonna love barrow. Like they're like cod on steroids, you're so much fun. So, you know, in the back of my mind the whole time I've been fishing, I've just had this like goal of catching this barramundi and um, yeah, so I, I got an opportunity to do a trip up to Darwin last November to fish with um, Charlotte, who lives up there, um, and the cast team that I was with. So yeah, it was that was probably my like one of the best trips of my life, I'm sure, like catching Barra for the first time. So yeah, that's probably my number one trip. Um, tell us can, about the yeah. first Barra. Tell us about that first Barra. Oh, it was so good. I honestly like just like thinking about it now. It just gets me so excited. We um. We'd sort of, we'd gotten out on the water. We were doing like a couple of days of filming and stuff and hanging out. And so we were, got on first thing in the morning and I think initially I'd hooked like, um, I'd hooked a little barren, sort of got off. So that was a little bit disappointing, but just, um, I think it was probably, I can't remember if it was the first day or the second day that I got my first one, but, um, we're sort of just fishing these little, like, um, like these little like weedless kind of like wedgie lure things and, chucking them in and bouncing them off the bottom. And then that hit, like, of the first barrow that I'd caught, like, it, it's like quite similar to, like, cod hit where it's, like, big, heavy, hard thing. But then they just, just take off. Like, I'd never felt anything like it. I'm so yeah. not used to that style of fishing where you catch this fish that just fights and just goes off. Like, you know, I was running all around the boat. I'm not used to boat fishing because I obviously don't do that either. So I'm, like, trying to, you know, get around all this stuff, trying to catch this fish. And, yeah, it was just crazy. It was just such a thrill. Like, when I got that in the net and we kind of caught it like that, whole accomplishment feeling like I just you know there's so many little things in life you can compare to moments like that it was really cool that's so cool was it a decent fish yeah I think it was 80 well it was probably the same as my first cod it was about 84 I think so good fish like it put up like you said a good fight and it was like a nice one to hold Oh yeah, yeah, no, definitely. I was stoked with it. <laughs> yeah, no. So, what did you? What was the? Um, what did you do up there with the cast crew? What were you guys putting together? Yeah, so we put together two things. They've got a goals like they do like a goal series of self-explanatory goal. <laughs> so you know, yeah. bar money was a massive goal of mine. So that actually hasn't been edited yet. So it'll come out eventually. Um, but yeah, so we did like a sort of goals um, little series episode of me catching my first barra and then charlotte um she did a home turf video so that one's out already it's awesome if you haven't seen it definitely check it out but um yeah, yeah so just just the two of those 
Yeah, nice, nice. Um, so, and then you were going to, before I interrupted you about that barra, what was your yep. second experience you were going to tell me about? Oh, that was uh, where fishing's taken me kind of from there would be, um, um, I wasn't really at the time in my like fishing journey that keen on kind of trying something new, you know, I was still learning so much about cod and fishing in general, but um, fly fishing sort of came into the mix and I had an opportunity to go down to, um, like you can be down at the snowy mountains to fish for a trout um, yep. on fly. And so I sort of like, I don't know if you've ever been down there, but it's easily one of my favorite places in Australia. Um, yeah. So just fishing the trout rivers down there, like it's, you know, such a beautiful thing, like talking about places you go and stuff. So yeah, I definitely love it down there. Yeah. Nice. So did you fish the lake or the river? Uh, the river. Yeah. Nice. And, and you got under some trout? For that yeah, first yeah, trip. I caught, I'm pretty sure my very first cast on fly, I hooked a trout. You're joking. <laughs> which oh. cool. so, yeah, I know, it was pretty cool. So I got in got a few that trip, which was fun. And um, I mean, I've been hard at it recently, like the last few weeks right before the um, the rivers were due to close, but not as much like this year. But yeah, no, it's, um, yeah, so that was my first one last year, oh. yeah. I reckon you fell into the right passion. If you're going to go try a new style of fish and catch fish first cast, I think you've, I think you've found the right passion. And if you had been doing it for the last ten or fifteen years, I reckon you'd be like the gun. The way you're going, that's just, just <laughs> funny. That's good. Um, so what I want to do next of all is we talked about how how you learn how to fish. Now, tell me about you've talked about some of these experiences. Tell me about your favourite style of fishing. Well, you talked about the the hiking and things like that, which is your favourite style, I'm guessing. The whole exploring and yeah. fishing the bidgey. Would that be your favourite? Oh yeah, for sure. Like the whole, um, I mean, I, I'm, I'm a real basic fisher. Like I don't do anything too crazy. Like, but yeah, my favorite style of fishing is pretty much just backpack rods. Um, we trek into a lot of places I do like around here. Um, so generally like everywhere I go is roughly anywhere between like a 20 minute walk up to like, you know, did, we did one a couple of weeks ago, which is like an hour and 40 minutes just to get down to the water. So wow. Yeah, no, it's, it's pretty intense and they can get crazy, but that's, I, I mean, I just love it. Like that kind of effort that you put in just makes it so fun. Like in cod itself, like I, I like I said, I'm kind of coming into my second winter of fishing. So I'm sort of getting used to enjoying the cold <laughs> part of yes. the fishing. But, you know, I, I mean, I love summer cod fishing. Like there's nothing I love more than finishing work and just having all my gear in the car, getting down to the river and staying there till, you know, nine o'clock when it gets dark. And yeah, so it's definitely, definitely what draws me to it. And it's my favorite style for sure. And the country around Canberra in the Bidji is pretty picturesque country and I'm guessing you just love the whole boulder country, the rock hopping, like it, it's just the, your favourite place to be? Yeah, no, for sure. It's, um, it's, it is picturesque. Like it's awesome. I, I love the whole wild animals. Like we get deer, echidnas, snakes, like all that sort of stuff running around. It's almost kind of like you forget all these things are in Canberra and they're like right at your doorstep. So yeah, it's definitely, um, it's definitely a cool place to spend your afternoons and weekends. <laughs> Yeah, and with it, when you said with your summer stuff, can you deal, are you someone who can deal and handle like 38, 40 degrees and you'll still go out for an afternoon? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't enjoy it as much. Like, you feel, I feel like I run out of water like so quickly and yeah. just get straight into the river stuff. But it's definitely, it's tough. Like, it, it exhausts you a lot more, I find. Like, you know, when you sweat so much and you, you're putting all these effort in and you definitely, it wears your body down a lot faster um, and you feel, you know, I kind of get home sometimes and can't do anything but just shower and nut because I'm just so exhausted. But yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's definitely, um, it's, it's kind of nice. Like I 
swim a lot for lures when I lose them. And, <laughs> you know, it's fun being able to jump in the water and not think that, you know, you're going to get hypothermia. And so the summer fishing, I, I do love it. Um, it's definitely a bit more more of an adventure for me. There's, you know, yeah. and especially with, like, lizards and stuff, like, you see so many more things during that time of the year. Like, it's kind of you go out now and it's very dead and it's very cold and it's quiet and you sort of, you know, I still love it, but it's, yeah, not, not the same. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I saw that photo that you took of that lizard. That was, I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, but that was a really, really cool photo. Like, and I bet that just made your trip, just seeing that and capturing that moment. Was that the one with the snake in its mouth? Oh. Um, there's one, I think it's, it's. I, I don't know, it's like one of those bigger bigger lizards and you've got a real low um, aperture and it's like a real nice focus on its head and then it disappears. I don't know, you've probably taken a few. So. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm sure, anyway. I mean, I love them. Like, there's one thing, like, I, and that's kind of why I sort of got a good camera as well, like, a better one. Like, there's, I just kind of love seeing those little moments where, like, something will kind of happen and you just drop your bag and you're, like, you know, obviously not catching any cod and you're, like, you know, spend some time doing that sort of stuff as well. Like, it, it really adds to the whole, the journey. Like, little things like, but, like, dragonflies, like, definitely the snakes. I love those and all those sorts of things. Yeah. So, it's, it's fun. You know, you talk about, like, the whole adventure of doing it. Like, that happens every time I go. Like, there's always something kind of else happening that you can enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. And then talking about nothing happening, which is what happens in winter. Um, and you said you're just coming into your second winter and I'm guessing you're going to fish a little harder than yeah. previous. So what's your plan for this winter? Are you still bank walking? And then I'm going to talk to you a little bit about tips for bank walking in that country. Um, but what's your plan for this winter? Are you going out with what type of lures, what style of fishing? And are you obviously chasing those bigger fish? Yeah, so I, I'm definitely after a big fish. I've caught, you know, close to just the littlest ones or nothing of late. So I'm kind of, I'm really getting keen for a big one now. But um, yeah, winter, like, um, I feel like my plan coming into this winter, like it's, it's still a huge learning curve for me. Like I said, I've sort of only fished one. I've got a few ideas of the differences in, you know, what they're doing and how they're acting and stuff. Um, but I guess, you know, from, I feel like I want to go in and try, you know, things like, you know, some more like big soft plastics and things like that, some bigger lures. I definitely feel like that that morning period is better, you know, during winter. This is just my thoughts at the moment. Yep. Then no, no, coming yeah, into the afternoon, you know, that morning, like where the folks kind of there and just fishing surface. Like I really want to get into that surface morning period. Um, so I'm going to focus a lot on that this winter. Um, try, yeah, so I, I mean, I'll be out every weekend hopefully trying to do this. So I'm just going to put in the hours and, you know, it's – such a tough grind to get them during this weather but yeah just feel like time in the water is everything at the moment yeah 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 so everyone keep posted on victoria's instagram page because we'll <laughs> then see if she succeeds and <laughs> it'll win- either be that or i might just delete it because i'm giving up <laughs> yeah yeah um so yeah so that's your plan for that so let's just talk a little bit about um tips for someone who's new to fishing the kind of water that you fish now yeah. you're going to reference the biggie right um yeah. but talk about the Bidji and how you fish it, but for people listening, it's, it's a bouldery river. It's full of rock. It's got a lot of deep pockets, a lot of shallow stuff. So this will also count whatever, whatever we talk about now. If you fish a lot of the rivers up in New England, the fishing will be similar. So explain to me, when you fish this kind of water, are you casting, and I, and I know we could talk for ages on it and there's so many different <laughs> answers because every pool is different, yeah. but how do, you, how do you fish? Do you sort of get to a rock that, or a spot that's, you know, you're, you're able to cast out to deeper water? Do you cast absolutely everywhere because there's stuff going on everywhere or do you look for certain current flows? I know it's pretty pretty hard, pretty broad question, but is there somewhere you can start with that? Yeah, I mean, like, I, I 
the stretching camera is pretty small, so like you, you get quite used to the areas, you know, and the spots that you fish. But generally, like I'll I'll fish like so I kind of trek in, and then I'll fish like an entire way out, fishing pretty much most pools and a mix of everything. Like again, depending on what time of the year. Like I find in summer, I find a lot of my fish in like like depending what time I go, like usually feeding in fast water pools. So I tend to get really excited about that during the summer months. Like you'll walk up to mm-hmm. you know areas where there's like rapids and like. I swear, like, over half the fish that I caught this summer were at the bottom of a feeding pool just waiting for stuff to come down to eat. So, yep. you know, they kind of excite me. You know, I find the bigger fish will sit um, at the like right in the centre of those pools waiting for things to come down, and a lot of the little ones will kind of sit behind the rocks waiting to kind of ambush and come out and get them. So that's probably, like, one of my favourite ways to fish during the warmer months. Um, I surface fish a lot, like, I guess – you know, during the times where it's good. But, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I sort of give everything a crack. Like, I, I like the whole boulders and using spinnerbaits and dropping them down, finding structure, timber, um, all those sort of things like that. So, yeah, generally, like, it's just every every kind of pool, I kind of look at it and give the whole thing a crack pretty much. But generally right up against the opposite bank and bringing it through from there. Yeah. What's your go-to lure? Oh, such a hard question. <laughs> give me, if you can't answer, if you can't give me one, give me like two or three or four or maybe um, a whole tackle box. It's hard. Like I do, God, Lewis, like, I mean, spinnerbaits are really versatile. Like I, they're sort of something I'll always use, like especially, you know, in warmer months. But yeah, I, I feel like I like working the river with them. Like I love being able to cast it, you know, a bit of structure, having the whole river flow down and then dragging it across the bottom and stuff like that. So I'd probably say overall they are my favorite yep um and i agree uh, with you they're my favorite too <laughs> yeah they're just that's what i mean they're just they're, they're such a you can kind of use them in such a good way like there's a lot of other lures that you know like you talk about swim baits and stuff and you eat some don't swim as deep or you weight them down but they're just i think that they work great and everything but just you can get spinner baits in so many more places that you can't other lures so yeah i, I mean I'm, I'm just gonna pick those <laughs> yeah yeah for sure and then so with a spinner bait do you prefer is there any brands that you prefer? Um, what color, weight, sort of blade configuration do you go for in particular? Is there? So, a, do you have a particular yeah, setup? Yeah, I pretty. I haven't really experimented with too many. I've sort of just stuck with the ones I've always used. But I generally use like the Bassman, um, the Codman series, or the Codman DTs. Um, yep. I generally just use the five eight ounce ones. Yeah. Um, I've sort of bought a couple of one ounce ones to try and use some bigger ones during the winter time, see how they go. But yeah, I pretty much. Um, just use those mostly i mean i've got a thing about purple i don't know why yes um, purple, purple. maybe i'm kind of getting into orange and i i, I, I tend to have like depending because like, the water changes so much around here like clarity wise so i sort of try and have different things that'll be a bit brighter in deeper water and things like that so i sort of mix it up but purple's probably my favorite yeah yeah nice and then with your surface laws what's your go-to surface law that's really hard to um <laughs> It, it used to be the pompadour. I don't. I just had so much success on it when I started using it. And I loved like that, you know, that really intense top water action that it yeah, gave. Yeah, it's got so, like a. It's got like that. You can hear that metal sort of. Yeah. That fizzer and that. Yeah, it's a good sound. Yeah, I'd probably say that was, and then I sort of this year got one of those like um you know those evergreen timber flash ones. Yeah. 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 So I started using that, and I caught pretty much like majority of my fish in December I caught on that lure. So that sort of fast became my favorite. It's a little bit more subtle. Like it's got like a kind of like a little click at the, like, you know, hitting itself on the back. So it's definitely more subtle than the pompadour. But yeah, yeah, probably say that's my favorite at the moment. Yeah, nice. And then with your setup, what setup are you running? Reel and rod combo? 
Yeah, so I just, leader. I've got, I, I don't, um, I fish with pretty like, I don't really have a swim bait rod that I'm using at the moment. That's another sort of goal of mine for the winter time to be able to chuck a few heavy more things. But um, I use the, like my rod, I generally stick with like about six, six in length and anywhere between like three to eight kilos. Yep. Um, and reels, I've got the Corrado DC. It's probably my yep. favorite reel. Yeah. Good. So You like it? Yeah, no, I love it. It's really good. And what pound braid and leader do you run? Uh, 30 and 30. And what brands do you use? Just because people are interested to know what different anglers use and things like that. So I'm just curious to know what brands. Yeah. Well, I actually got onto the suffix, um, the braid. Um, I think it was like Charlotte when I did the Darwin trip. She recommended it. She reckons it's awesome for the water up there. So I put those on my reels to go out barra fishing. And I never really thought too much about brands for line. And then I used that and I just I could not use another brand. now. I think it's awesome, like the quality of it. And, yeah, it definitely doesn't fray. It just, it's just so you can tell it's better quality than a lot of the other braids I was using previously. So brand-wise, definitely the suffix for the braid. Um, leader, I'm actually not too fast. I kind of just have yeah. everything. You know, no, at the agree. moment I'm using the Shimano one. I've used the Dial one before. Like, so, yeah, pretty much anything with leader. But, yeah, braid, definitely the suffix. Yeah, I'll back you on that. It, it is a good braid. It is yeah. a really good braid. I know I used to use it for quite a long time. Um, now, tell me about your first Metacod experience. Tell us about the trip, when you headed out, what you were expecting, what else happened during the day, run through the whole process because you did you did crack that Metacod. When was it? Last year? Year before? Yeah, I've had two now. So, I think my first one was... Yeah, my first one was not last year, the year before. Yeah. Um, and my second one was last year. They were pretty much like exactly a year apart. Yeah. So the first one, um, I was still kind of quite new to fishing. Like I'd kind of really gotten the flow of cod and I was catching a few. So I was, you know, I was really excited about that. And I went out one afternoon um, with someone and it was the best cod session I've ever had. Like I think we ended up together catching seven or eight between us. Yeah. Um, so number-wise, it was awesome, like, you know, and that's not including the ones, like, the missed opportunities that we had. So it was just firing up that afternoon. Um, so sort of, like, heading back, like, night had fallen. Um, it started, I think I remember catching it just on dark. So by the time I kind of got it in, it was dark. But when I kind of caught it, you could still see a bit of light. Um, I think I was using a stump jumper, a purple one. <laughs> I might yeah. add. Um, <laughs> purple um, yeah, surprise. So I, was, I, was, <laughs> so I was using that, and I sort of just fishing it. It was kind of in a semi-deep pool. Um Again, I wasn't really strategic with my fishing back then. Like, I'd sort of just cast winding, cast winding, you know. It was dark by then, so I couldn't really tell what was going on. So, it was a bit of a luck. But, yeah, I got it. It hit. And then I sort of, I mean, I feel like, you know, like when you catch bigger fish, they just give off a whole different, you know, like you feel they put up just this big fight. And so, it was kind of pulling and pulling and um when I sort of saw it, like I had my head torch on watching and I saw it come up and I was like, oh my God, this is like a huge fish, definitely the biggest I'd ever caught. And so I was starting to get really nervous. Like I had this heat rush. I was like breathing funny. I was just, you know, when you kind of know yep. that it's right there, but you haven't got it yet. So yep. I was so nervous. I was shaking and, you know, all in all, it took a little bit to get it in and then I had it and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> so it was super exciting. I think it measured at 104. So that's, that's still currently my PV for cod at the moment. So yeah, so it was pretty cool. I remember, you know, like that feeling when you sort of have it in, you're holding it. Like they're magnificent fish, like especially at a size like that. They're just completely different. They're nothing like the little ones that you catch. But, yeah, I just – I remember shaking for so long after that of just excitement and joy. And, yeah, it was it was a pretty special moment. And then I'm pretty sure I released it and we were going to go walking out. I, I threw like another cast, like 
I started with like my third cast and hooked another little one just to top the day off. So, oh, how yeah. good is that? Yeah, how it was a wicked that? session. I'm pretty sure it still stands as my best session on the BG2, like number-wise. So, yeah. So, and, and you know you it's it's a true passion when you get that adrenaline rush, eh? When you get a big fish and you shake, it's like <laughs> you know it's what you're meant to do because you oh, have so much respect for what just happened. Oh, it's crazy. I was like, it's so hard to explain to people like that type of thrill. Like that's, you know, fishing is the very first passion I've ever had in my life and I can't like compare those sorts of moments to anything else that happens. Like you, you know, you work so hard for this thing and you achieve so much from it. And I feel like when those moments happen, they're just so special. And I don't know, it's just a different kind of happiness and thrill you get from it. And yeah, I definitely, I could not believe how much I was shaking that. And the second one I got, you know, you just cannot wipe the smile off your face for so many days that come after that. Yeah, yeah, you sum that up so well. So you just saying that's your first passion you've had. I want to know for someone who spent so much time now fishing, what did you do beforehand? Like, could you could you tell me what you did beforehand, or you couldn't? You could be like, I don't know, I just did random stuff. Yeah, like, all the <laughs> Honestly, time. Honestly, it was just random stuff all the time. Like, I've sort of always been a bit of a social butterfly. Like, you know, I'm always doing kind of stuff. But yeah, I don't know. I feel like uh, yeah, I wasn't really. I never really had thing. Like, I kind of grew up playing sports, and that kind of fell off. And that was really it. Like I sort of just lived day to day life and did... did you feel like you were lost? Like you probably didn't, but now looking back, you're probably like, what was I doing? But did you feel lost or you you knew you didn't have a passion? No, that's the thing is I didn't. Like it's until I sort of got one that I realized that I'd never had one. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, I yeah, just, yeah, I get yeah it. like you don't really notice that you, you, you have this like, you know, because I was always kind of doing stuff and I had a great life and I was always having fun anyway. But when you sort of get this thing, of, and you just, you know, when you find your passion and you're that crazy about something, you don't even realize that you didn't have that beforehand. Yeah. So I definitely feel it now. Like I just, yeah, it's crazy to think back to when I didn't do it and like what I did to keep myself busy. Like my whole mind is drawn to fishing now. Like I think about it all the time. I go all the time. Like I can't, I can't remember myself before all this. It's crazy. Yeah, that's why I wanted to ask because me, I'm myself I'm exactly the same. And talking to you now, I can tell that you do it all the time. So I'm like, I'm real curious to know what like what happened before and I'm sure there's people out there who are the same who just like it's just like I don't know what I would do without fishing and (laughs) you probably wouldn't realize you were lost but now like you said having this passion that you like it's an addiction it is it's a form of addiction but it's a good addiction and you've got this passion now and I was just curious and yeah that's exactly what you said it's just you didn't think you were lost but now it's like what did I do with my time yeah it's crazy it's crazy crazy how it consumes your life but for the better oh it's insane but like you said like totally for the better it's something that like you know it it kind of comes before everything in my life now like I spend so much time and effort and money like we all do you know it's not just like oh I'll go the weekends and I'm free like you know it's just I have so much free time for it and it takes up all that free time and there's just nothing I'd rather be doing it's yeah it's definitely like just in me now (laughs) yeah 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 so do you work you work during the week and then fishing is on the weekends is that how it works for you no, I like I do work Monday, Friday, just normal hours. And generally, like, I'm not a huge fan. Um, I really hate casting the river in the dark. Like, I'm not that kind of person that gets to keep thinking night fishing is better because I can't stand casting and hitting the other side of the bank and, you know, not being able to use your head torch. So I sort of stay clear of the the nighttime fishing, like, as in at the moment. So usually during yep. summer I go maybe, like, two, three times after work during the week and then every free weekend. Um, kind of now that it gets dark at like 5.30, it's not a lot of time for me to kind of like leave work, get to the river trekking and it's just going to be dark and I'm not going to enjoy it as much. So yeah, at the moment it's sort of just every weekend, but during summer it's, you know, three to four times a week and yeah, just whenever I can get there really. 
Yeah, right. So you'd fish, would you say you'd fish like three times a month, like during the winter time? So you'll go every weekend when you can, but you'll fish more than you'll do other things? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So do you, uh, generally, like, I'll probably go one to two days. I probably fish probably like probably every weekend um, during yeah, winter. But yeah, but don't really do anything else. Like, if I have an opportunity to go in the afternoon, you know, and if I can be bothered fishing the dark then I'll go yeah. but yeah no it's definitely it's what I do more than anything else in my life anyway besides work <laughs> yeah 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 no that's good and and it does that to your winter it's a bit of a downtime sometimes it's the you know the the opportunities aren't there for you know all the different styles of fishing especially what you do the the big thing in winter is this big empowerment stuff oh, that's yeah. going on yeah. it's yeah it's insane um so yeah. uh, question doing what you do do you ever think you, like are you ever would be keen to go do that. Obviously, you got that first fish out of an impoundment, and you know what the experience is like. Do you? Are you gonna? Would you try that again, or would you keep doing that, or are you that drawn to the river system that that's your place and that's where you want to spend your time? Because I know some anglers who they could go chase these giant fish, they could go fish these huge impoundments, but it's just not what they want to do, and it's not who they are. Yeah. And they prefer to stay on their small streams and catch trout or fish for cod on surface yeah. in the summertime. Is that? Where where are you in that situation? Yeah, I, yeah, I can totally agree with that. Like, I, I think that, like, I caught, obviously, like, I caught my first cut at Copedon. I went back a month later and caught my second one ever. And then yeah. I think I went back a year later and I had the most, like, I mean, everyone's got heartbreak stories about fishing, but I fished Copedon Dam for an entire week, like, seven days, probably, like, four or five-hour sessions morning and night and didn't get a single touch. And it was, like, minus eight degrees. It was just, it was horrific. Wow. Like, you know, snap rods, all that sort of stuff. It was a real down so the, the damn fishing for me like I'm, I'm i am super it's kind of like this weird goal in the back of my mind that i do want to hit an empowerment and i want to work for a big cod and i definitely want to tick the goal but when you talk about like where my passion in fishing is it's not really empowerment fishing like i don't get that same thrill being on a boat casting in this open water as opposed to sort of being on my foot you know running around having all this kind of different stuff to cast at and different bends of the river and working with yep. like flow and stuff like that like it that's kind of me and I definitely enjoy that more but in saying that as much as I, I don't love the empowerment fishing as much but I definitely still have a goal that I kind of want to get back and do it again so yeah I wouldn't I wouldn't spend heaps of time on it but it's something that I definitely make a few trips to go back and do for sure yeah yeah that, and that's a good that's a good way you got to be true to yourself and obviously it, it's it's a different experience so it's worth giving a crack but like you said yeah. you're going to stay doing what you're doing and that's why yeah it's, it, I totally agree and I, I understand the whole the whole fact of fishing a river system i much prefer to fish a river cast see what you're casting to it's so much more active yeah. i would 100 percent do that over fishing in the dark in the impoundments that the, the and i always say to me mates we're fishing in the dam in the dark like, this is one of the most boring styles of fishing like i can't <laughs> see anything i can't yeah. <laughs> like full moons aren't bad full moons when it's not freezing cold aren't bad because yeah. you're still casting or something but middle of the night dark casting is like this is boring but there's that whole, you know, that whole aspect of, you know, I could just get absolutely crunched by the biggest thing. Oh, in here it's, yeah, it's totally the next worth crank. all the effort. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. It is if you get them, and yeah, it. It, but it's it's all. It all comes back to what you prefer to do most, you know. So, and it's good that you've got your passion and that you stick with it, and that you're not, you know, thinking I've got to go do this because you know it's just what everyone's doing. You're just sticking to what you love. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so you've told me about your experience up north, also this, your first big fish, your big cod. Are there any other, I always like to ask this of everyone and you've probably already answered it, but I always like to ask what 
is your most memorable catch or experience? Um, and do you have one that's different to those two or is your most memorable catch or experience either or? Is it one of them or is there something else that sticks in your mind of a, a, a specific moment in the last three years of a missed fish, of, of a some other fish that was like the highlight of your fishing life or yeah, was it something else or was it one of those two that you explained earlier? Yeah, I'd say um, the barra. The barra was awesome. Like it, it was really cool, and I'd, I'd have to say it's got to be one of my top ones. But if you know, I'm, I'm super passionate about cod as a species, so I've I've got to pick that. It was probably not just because it was a big fish. Like the whole kind of thing leading up to how it happened just kind of told this really cool story and it was my second metery. It was, I think it was at 103 it came in, but it was my first, it was on surface this time. Um, and we were sort of like, you know, most cod sessions you go and you put in all this effort and they just might not be on the bite and you don't get anything. And it's, you know, the standard donut. So I was sort of having one of those. I was fishing with my best mate, Ryan, who I do a lot of my fishing with. Um, yeah. So we sort of just had a session. It was pretty boring. We were probably out for like five hours. Didn't get a single touch. We were just chatting away and, I think it might have been after work one day um, during, I think it was like March, April last year. And um, so we'd had a pretty like dead session and we kind of got to this last pool. Like we never fished this pool. Um, we sort of park our cars there and um, sort of just head off. And then we're kind of going with the conversation. Like, oh, let's just give it a crack. So, you know, for the first time since we'd been fishing together, we just fished this big open pool. And so we're just running surface lures and then so unexpectedly, like right before we're about to call, we'd left all our bags, all our gear, everything was off at the car. And I had this massive, massive, like, cod just come up and just absolutely smash my surface lure. And it just shocked yeah. us both. No one really knew what to do. But that, you know, that sound when they hit on the surface, yeah. just, you can't compare it to anything. So all of a sudden, I'm just switched on, you know, like, I'm like, oh, my God, like, this big fish. And it was going crazy. And we so you didn't hooked have it? Any, like, you, hook, you got it. You hooked in? <laughs> I got oh, it. <laughs> so I got it. It was on the pompadour. Um so, yeah, it was basically like, you know how they kind of come in, the bigger ones will keep their heads under for so much longer. And so it's coming in, it's kicking out, it's coming in. And so I'm getting really nervous because I can see, you know, first it's got the whole lure in its mouth and the lure's hanging out and it's hanging on with this one hook. So I'm kind of freaking out thinking like, we have to get this fish because if he just shakes again, he's gone. Like, yeah. I, we ended up, Ryan's really great. Like, he loves to just stick his hand in and pull the fish up. Like, he doesn't, you know, he's not too fancy with lip grips and stuff, which is good because we didn't have them with us. Um, so, yeah, he landed it and we were just cheering. And then so I'm going back up to the car and he's sitting there with his fish and I'm trying to get all this stuff. Next minute we get down, the camera's out of battery, the head torches are out of battery. Like You're nothing, kidding. Nothing. <laughs> just, we were just having the best time. We were just laughing. Didn't even care about that whole thing. Like, we took a couple of okay photos that we managed to get and that was it. And you know, like, and when, by the time the fish had got in, like, a whole, like, entire, like, split ring treble just disappeared. Like, I think it snapped another barb off one of the hooks, and then it was hanging just on the top of its head by this tiny little bit of skin in this one hook, and I just could not believe that we landed. (laughs) So, like, memorable, like, that was just, you know, we still talk about that story and have a good laugh about it, but it just, it worked out in the end so well, but everything just went wrong after that, but I don't know, it was just so much fun. How good is that? So, you get him on, like, last light, a that fish or was it in the dark it was sort of it was pretty much just on last light because yeah yeah so it was pretty much just as like the sun was going down so yeah yeah he was kind of just in this like it was this big pool that kind of came off it was like shallow sand and then he sort of hit it there was like this little bit of like um like spindly sort of timber um and i kind of just cast to like the right of it and was dragging it through and like just it must have been sitting right next to it and it just came out and just smashed it so yeah it was pretty cool 
That's an awesome experience. Did you know? Yeah. Did you know it was a? Did you know it was a meter or a big fish by the sound of its hit? Like, did oh, you go? Definitely. Yeah, this is big. Yeah, yeah. You can definitely tell it was. It wasn't just like a snap up and down. It was like a snap and then a full body kind of hit splash. Like the the sound was that initial bang and then it just kind of it kept going from there. It's like we knew it was a, a decent yeah. fish and I could just tell by the way it was carrying on. It was, but yeah, I had no idea it would be a meter until like we sort of got a glimpse at it and I was like, oh my god, I've done it again. So yeah, it was really yes. cool. How good's that? That's so awesome, <laughs> especially off surface. Doesn't get much better, eh? Oh yeah, so the, and that just kind of cracked. Like I, I hadn't caught too many on surface before that, and then it sort of just became like an obsession. Like you just you after that whole like experience of the surface fish. Like it's worth you know. I don't feel any less confident fishing surface. Like they definitely take it if they're there and they want it. So yeah, yeah, it's definitely my favorite style of fishing for sure. That's awesome. That's awesome. So we're getting to the end and I really appreciate the time you've taken to talk to me tonight. Um, what I want to ask is what's the plan for the future for Victoria? What's the plan ahead for you? Um, is there any goals in the fishing world that you want to achieve personally but also you know, big goals um, in terms of things you want to do? Is there anywhere you want to take your social media page? Is it just to continue doing what you're doing? Just It's a passion. You just you know, do it on the weekends and just love it and live up, live up every moment. Um, or is there any plans for the future, or is there the plan to possibly make you know a full time life out of fishing and exploring and adventure? What do you have any plans for the future? Yeah, so planning wise, like I, I, I'm really, I really don't like my social media is purely just an experience thing for me. Like I love sharing it. I love yeah. the people that I meet, all that sort of stuff. Like I definitely don't want to take that anywhere. And, as much as I love fishing, like I don't want to kind of lead to a path of, you know, it's just, it's a hobby for me. It's an absolute love and I, I love doing it for that reason. Yep. Um, so yeah, I, I'll just stick with what I'm doing. That's <laughs> um, awesome. Yeah, no, it's cool. And like fishing wise, like for me, I kind of, I want to get a bit more into fly fishing for other species and have that as like another side little hobby. Like I don't think I'd, I don't know how I'd feel about transitioning that to cod. I, I love the way that I fish for cod now and I can't really imagine that changing. Um, but I kind of want to work on skills, you know, fishing for trout and picking up something new with the fly rod. Um, yeah. But mostly, I don't know, like I, I love putting all my time and effort into cod and I, I'm not sick of them yet and I don't know if I ever will be. So to me, I love just spending all my time and focusing energy on them. Um, there's a couple more things. Like I'd love to get back up and do barra. I really want to tick off jungle perch, which I'm hopefully going to, get myself doing a massive road trip up to Cairns at the end of this year to tick that off. Um, yeah. Mostly because they're a bit like the style of fishing I do. Like they're an adventure kind of fish, you know, the rainforest and the little creeks and got my name written all over it. So Yeah, it does. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so tick off a couple more species and, you know, be a little bit more adventurous around Australia. But other than that, yeah, just focus on the cod. <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. That's an awesome way to be. And I really, I really appreciate the way you're like, I'm just going to do, you know, explore my passion and just keep doing what I'm doing and, you know, tick off a few little personal goals and just keep it as a passion because then you'll always enjoy every moment of it, which is, which is the best way to be. Yeah. You don't want to get lost in a lot. You know, I know that there's definitely careers and paths that you can take your fishing, but. I don't want to get lost in making it about anyone but myself. So, you yeah. know, for me, I just, I love doing it for me. I love doing it the way that I do it. I don't want to, personally like there's nothing wrong with it but you know become one of those people obsessed with promoting brands and all these other ventures that you can go down with fishing because to me like I, I don't care about that stuff personally and you know yeah. I don't want it to affect the way that I like doing what I do so yeah I don't know just keeping it real and yeah just it's doing what good. I'm doing it's good and and that's what a lot of people will appreciate too and and like you said it's not a, it's, and it's not about other people it's about yourself but yeah people will respect you for it too which is awesome yeah 
Awesome. Righto. Well, uh, that brings us to the end of the episode and I really, really appreciate the chat. It was so good. I uh, love sitting down with everyone I talk to, but that was just another special uh, interview. It was so down to earth and thanks just for being yourself and uh, sharing no everything you shared and uh, those stories are great and I'd love to get you back on in the future. Hopefully, hopefully, we might get you back on for a future episode and we'll talk about your massive cod that you caught over the winter. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes. definitely. I, I remember this moment. I'm still I'm really hoping it happens this winter. So, yeah, hopefully we've got a cool story to tell later down the track. Yeah, good luck with it. So, have you got a trip planned this weekend? Um, Just a busy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm going to – I'm sort of just – like I'm, from here on, I'm just going to hit it hard to the end of the season. So, um, yeah, I'll be up nice and early, like be on the water hopefully about half an hour before first light fishing surface and just praying that, you know, some big fish comes along and is interested. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, nice. Good stuff. Good stuff. That's awesome. Anyway, Victoria, I appreciate it. Thanks heaps for the chat and um, might see you out in the water one day. Yeah, no worries. Cheers. Thanks for having me. And there we have it, guys. Another episode done and dusted and another cracker of an episode it was. It was more about Victoria's experiences and hopefully give you a little bit of inspiration to get out there and chase fish, especially if you're female and and you want to get into this experience and and you're really worried because it's a male-dominated industry. Don't worry one bit at all because it is for everyone, male, female, no matter who you are, get out there and enjoy it. If you love fishing, just go do it. Don't worry about what anyone thinks. It was really good to have her on and some of the messages that she shared especially around doing what you want to do fish and enjoy what you love do the experiences that you love don't be determined by anyone else or what other people want to do that uh, is a really key message just go out and enjoy the style of fishing that you enjoy most so I really really uh, appreciated the time that Victoria took to sit down and have that chat with me uh, the things she shared it was really really good to hear and fingers crossed uh, she can achieve that winter cod uh, this winter hopefully she can tangle with a big one if anyone is keen to follow her on Instagram her Instagram page is Victoria Cameron underscore so it's just one word Victoria Cameron underscore and you can follow her on Instagram. She posts some incredible photos as I mentioned. Uh, she's out there enjoying life and you can just tell by the way she spoke and also in her photos that she really, really enjoys what she does. So I really do appreciate her getting on and guys, I hope you enjoyed this next episode. We're going to continue to bring you some more awesome episodes. We've got a listener questions episode coming up very soon um, and then also some more really key topics and really cool interviews with some excellent legendary anglers that really know how to fish. If there's anyone that you want us to interview in particular, please shoot me through a message and we'll try and tee it up with them and have a chat. And we're going to try and bring you a variety of content. If you guys enjoy these episodes, make sure you let us know, uh, share it on your social media pages, share the word, spread the word. And if you could help uh, get this podcast to more people, that would be really, really great. Um, We want to reach as many people as we can. And that would be a great way of showing your support to the podcast because we want to expand it and get it as big as we can. And also, guys, once again, I just want to touch on that Complete Guide series. If you're new to lure fishing or even if you just want to expand and learn a little bit more, 
there's so much good content in the complete guide. We spent nearly three, nearly four years putting it together. Uh, that's what we spent all our weekends doing, putting all that content, trying to capture educational content. So rather than us going fishing all the time, just catching fish, we went out there and showed you these techniques because we want to help share content with you guys. Have had so many people jump on and check them out, and everyone who has watched it absolutely loves the complete guide. Like I said, Murray Cotton dams is just one of the series and there's also one for example murray caught on surface it's a cracker of an episode so much awesome surface strikes it's it's good to just watch and also learn from so guys check that out if you want to learn more that's the complete guide lure fishing series and it's available at socialfishing.com.au um, if you guys want to send in any listener questions for our listener questions episodes um, you can do that on the social fishing website jump on Sign up for a free account and submit your listener questions. We have quite a few there, which is really awesome to see. And we're going to go over them in an episode very, very soon. So, guys, once again, thank you very much for tuning in and listening to another episode of the podcast. That's episode 38. Uh, They're starting to build up, which is really good to see. And obviously, there's 37 other ones you can go check out if you want to have a bit of a refresher or if you haven't seen them or listened to them, I mean, at all yet. So, that's it from me, guys. Once again, thank you. I thank Victoria for her time and I'll be talking to you in another episode very soon of the Social Fishing Podcast.